Hello, bienvenidos. Welcome to De Colores Radio. This is episode 93, almost my birth year, and I am here wishing you all some peace and joy. Thank you all for listening. I'm your host, Eva Arreguin, and this is the De Colores Radio. Last episode, we once again brought in some of the DFW's best. Uh, Rodney Blue came by to enlighten us. Um, with full, with us on the juice, rapper Bando spit a little something for us, and the Central Sage closed it out so nicely. Um, as you can see, there are many incredible people out here doing amazing work, and we're always honored that they come by and share their stories with us here. Which reminds me that today, the day we're recording, the day of my daughter's wedding, uh, April 27th, uh, means that it has officially been over five years that De Colores Radio has been on and popping. Um, it was actually April 26, 2017, that we released our very first episode. Um, can I call in my good sis, Pat, for this moment um, to celebrate ourselves for a quick minute? Hello. Um, <laughs> you got the sun shining on your face. I love to see it. Come yeah. on, Angels. It's, it's well, hot out here. it is. <laughs> <laughs> I trust you. It's not that hot out here yet, and I'm okay with it, but I do like seeing the sun more. Um, but our very first episode came together after a group of three minds came to Oak Cliff, Texas, and wanted to start something, create a space, tell our stories, and what a beautiful journey it has been. So if you're listening right now, thank you. If you've been Thanks, listening y'all. since the jump, or even in the middle, or even you just found us, thank you. Your support is what has kept us going, Um, especially through quarantine. Even when we weren't recording the podcast, we were doing intense organizing, and y'all were riding with us, and we could not be more grateful. Um, So we hope you continue to do that as we get into these next chapters. Uh, Pat, is there anything you have to say about the last five years? Um, I'm just uh grateful to be doing it with you i'm uh, honestly like happy with like all the growth i've had like as uh, myself um Mm. being a part of the colores and like in our sisterhood and just everything that's come with the like blessings that the colores gave us and the community that has come and supported um and i'm just i'm excited for all the years to come and i'm happy to do it with you sis happy anniversary Happy Ew. birthday. Happy um love you for doing this work together. <laughs> I don't know. That just came out. That was just that's a, fine. It. I'll take it. Happy love you as well. Um <laughs> no, but this really has been such a beautiful journey, and beautiful also means it comes with hardship and growth and uncomfortable conversations. And we've had all of that and more, but we've also interviewed probably over like 50 amazing people from across the world who have been open to talking about things like gender and race and sexuality and everything nobody wanted us to talk about. But we're reclaiming the spaces, especially in Dallas, motherfucking Texas. So shout out to all of you. 
Thank you for rocking with us. Thank you to everyone who has supported us and got us here and made this happen. Um, and we look forward to the continuous growth. Um, so uh, that means I should remind you that community is all about showing each other love, healing, growing, Period. accountability, fighting white supremacy. And I hope that y'all know that's always what we're about here. Um, but to continue investing in one another, spreading um, the word of the good de colores and showing love to one another. So um, as we've mentioned before, we're working on a five-year anniversary zine to document everything Ooh. of the last five years. Um, a lot of amazing new work is coming. We have announced the artist. We will announce the artist if, if you're hearing this ASAP. Um, and we're also creating a survey for you to be a part of it. So look out for that so that you can also let us know what some of your favorite episodes have been or guests or things you've learned or if you want to send us private messages we're looking forward to including you in that way um, which also leads me to remind you all that you can go and support us um, most of our content is free and we never asked you for much we're just two little two little buddies trying to make it work please can I have some more um but yes <laughs> patreon.com slash the colores co go support us for as little as three dollars a month because we'd love to become a sustainable platform and create continue creating spaces um for all of us to thrive so i believe that means it's time for everyone's favorite me mood pat do you want to take over the me mood intro for me today um yeah sure why not all right, let's go ahead and re get us ready for this me mood situation. I think, okay, let me <laughs> mentally oh, prepare. <laughs> you got this. I got this, right? Um, yes. All right. So, uh, what the, okay. What the, okay. Uh, I want to give you, our listeners, an insight into our personal energy, into how we are feeling right now into the reality of our existence Atta this is girl. what i consider the modern day diary that's right we're translating our feelings in the best way we know how memes it's time for me mood you did so good thank I you i was trying to be really enthusiastic but i needed to like check that is it. why we drink wine and and do things we shouldn't but go <laughs> ahead what's your me mood pat so um this past week, I got to hang out with some of the, like, most iconic little pups in all of Albuquerque. I shared them a little bit on the internet, but, like, Eva got some exclusive pictures of them because I was it's in It's called love. Only and Dogs. Like, <laughs> and I was like, you need to see this dog because Eva really liked them. And I was like, they were impressed with the undertooth. So I'm going to be highlighting my homie Kiko today. Kiko's got that it, energy. Did you call it the Undertooth? <laughs> the Undertooth. Yeah, look at it. That's his yeah. that's his wrestler name. <laughs> Who calls it Undertooth? I thought it was called an underbite. <laughs> it is an underbite. What is an undertooth? <laughs> I don't know. That's his new name. Yeah. That's his wrestler name. Anyways. I guess the Kiko, Undertooth. <laughs> so Kiko was really a vibe. I was wa watching four little terriers. And they were all really goofy and affectionate and loving. And it was just really great because some days I was just really exhausted. So like having these little dudes follow me around and give me some love was really fun. But Kiko just had like the calmest demeanor. He would just look at me like, hey, girl, what's going on? Like, where's my treats? When are we going on this walk? Like, I don't, like they didn't even want to cuddle. He was just like minding his business. And I, I want to carry that energy as we're going into this eclipse. 
and Mercury, mm. <laughs> Mercury retrograde. I just want to mm. be Kiko, living my life, getting the sun in my face and glowing. So that is my meme mood. It's my little Kiko. He's a little terrier. He's got his underbite him. in the picture. His eyes are closed. Shout He's out to a- the undertooth. <laughs> Shout out my little wrestler pup. Undertooth. I also feel that like having little dudes follow you around and show you love can be very creepy sometimes. So <laughs> I'm glad that it worked out in your favor. Because and that it was a four-legged little man as opposed to an actual man. Correct. Because those can get scary. Yeah. Um, so like your meme goes on a whole other direction. Do you want to go ahead and set it up? Yes. My meme is kind of how I'm feeling right now, which is like a lot has happened and I'm still standing and uh, it is a picture I found on Twitter.com <laughs> of a robotic Chuck E. Cheese who has just been obliterated. But you you can see him. <laughs> you know it's him. He's still standing. He might still have a good heart in there. But damn, did the world try him a few times. So <laughs> He looks like he's in Mad Max's world, honestly. He does. I don't actually know the story behind this. I wish I did, but this image is how I feel. I might update all my Twitter photos to this. <laughs> I, I think, I, if I remember correctly on the twitter.com it said that it was from like a like a junkyard like a junk right right place. I, so I suspected as much but I don't know like who found this photo where it's at but I where's feel his it clothes Why, I didn't know like, we, did, we didn't even know we didn't even know that he had actual toes under those shoes so no, like, shout out to the all... person that created him rat and bone here and i am here for it so uh that means we have our me mood so now i can officially welcome um this week's juice co-host a person i have known for many years um we've been in the same spaces so many times and we love each other near and far um she is a mover and shaker in dallas and beyond and really, Dallas should be grateful to have her. one of the baddest, one of the baddest. The, am- the amazing Sierra L. Bryant will be joining us here shortly, as well as one of the most exciting artists to watch. My Who You Got from our last episode, Nezi Momodou, will be joining us as our guest as well a little bit later. So, as you can't tell or can, I am very excited for this episode. And all the badassery. I don't know if that's a word, but I We're making up all the words in this episode today, okay? I'm ready for it. So let's go. This is El Juguito, The Juice, where we discuss the latest gossip on pop culture, politics, news, and more. Sierra Bryant, welcome to the show. Hey. Hi, friend. What's What's going on? Good to see you. Good to hear your voice. How are you? It's been a short while since I saw you, but I'm glad to see you again. (laughs) No, likewise. I said, you know what? I miss, I enjoyed so much seeing you the other day that I was like, why haven't I had her on yet? But you know, the moment comes when the moment comes. Exactly. It's it's when I I was free, first of all. Hello. Also, um, when we needed to connect again. It's true. I... I believe in divine timing and it worked out exactly as it should. Um, But tell us a little bit about yourself. I gave my own little intro, but you are kind of, you've done a little bit of everything in the last few years. So I definitely want to hear um, a little bit about who you are and we'll jump into these topics and come back around. Yeah. uh, um, I am Sierra O'Brien. I am a 
interdisciplinary artist here in Dallas. Um, I teach, I make installations, um, I write curriculum, I do a lot of things. Um, I've, for the last couple of years, I've been focusing on making and producing art and um, I'm turning into a a person that curates as well as facilitates mm. and it is it is a whole thing now that's um, beautiful make art and show it and now i facilitate a lot of community practices and space for other artists so now i'm turning to this other being that i've yet to meet but she's there listen um, that's beautiful you should always keep that door open <laughs> yes Absolutely. And you recently showcased at South by Southwest, which is the a huge did. deal. <laughs> yeah, How was I that? Was actually there for um, official South by Southwest things, which is Period. controversial because like you got the, the South by stuff uh -oh. and then you right. have the official stuff. Which requires a badge and stuff. It, yeah, they are a little mean <laughs> with them badges sometimes. Right. So I was actually in the convention center during South by Southwest. I had a huge installation there. Um, my version of server checks on the block was there. And then it was a huge 26-foot installation with video and audio about, you know, the Air Force One. Mm. Um, so that's a whole nother... See, and now I want to talk about it a little bit because <laughs> okay. I do think if we can, um, before we jump into the juice is because we have seen this sneaker live such a really vast life. I don't know if we saw it coming to the point it's at now, but I'd love to hear what you think, because I know for so many that was such a classic shoe that people held so near and dear to their heart. And it was only like, if you knew, you knew. And so to see it like gentrified, <laughs> you know, it definitely it's, it's very weird. And I definitely can't say that like Air Force One Nelly fan 2004 me saw this coming, but I guess we shouldn't be surprised because that is what white America likes to do. I mean, they steal everything from us though. But right. anyway, <laughs> um, so the whole the whole video of Checks on the Block and the purpose of me making that piece was to deal with the commodification of Black culture into something else, mm. a profitable move, something for capitalism. And right. I talk about it briefly, um, like in a short stint of being like, if I can go on TikTok and find 750 clips of uh, Air Force, this is a problem. And it's right. not mainly Black people, black bodies talking about the right. shoe that, right. you know, took it and made it into something else and made it into what Nelly said, buy me, give me two pairs because I need two pairs or it's not right. <laughs> Dr. Dre wearing it every day of his life. Right. It is, you know, white women um, taking yeah. a shoe right. and making it a hypebeast item. And um, it really changed the market for a while. It is now, even now, they upped the yeah. price on it, like Nike. Yeah. You know, shout out to Phil Knight. You know, that's my homie. If he ever gonna give me a job, he gonna give me a job. But he raised the price. They raised Nike yeah. raised the price on the shoe because it was so popular. You can't even right. order it online right now. You have to still do some backhanded things and walk into a store. So it's yeah. really interesting to look at the commod commodification of that and then see what that really means about culture, 
mm. and um, identity because it really is an identifier and an icon in this very specific way. And when you look Absolutely. at it with a lens, it's just like, they take everything. They take the land, they take our food, mm. they take our vibe. So right. this other this other thing. But yeah, Checks on a Block will forever be my favorite um, moment what? to bring satire into art so absolutely as you should right because in this moment where it's like incessant trauma and like plagiarism and exploitation it's like what else can we do but laugh sometimes and like make it fun for yourself at the same time as you reclaim you know an item or a or a, a you know whatever it may be for you so thank you for sharing that I definitely want to jump into these juice topics I know briefly when I last had an episode, um, we talked a little bit about uh, Melissa Lucille. And so I was glad to hear there was an update. Um, It seems like they are going to be taking her case back to court, um, which is good news. However, that I just wanted to remind folks that we don't let off the pressure on the governor, right? Like when these things happen, um, you still keep applying pressure, right? You still keep fighting for the people. And so I just wanted to say that briefly, just because um, I do think this is an important moment in, I think, Texas's history. Apparently they never do pardons of any sort. Um, So I do think that's important to to notice when, when we all come together and fight for something, it obviously makes a difference. Yeah, I think it was really, um, impactful to I hate to be like shout out social media but like shout right. out social media and like, no literally we were effective in you know mm. knocking on doors making phone calls right demanding something to be done and it was because somebody made a post another person shared it and shared right. it and shared it and shared it and then right. like we get quizzical when we see things like that so we get to um lean in a little bit more and facilitate change in this way i'm very excited to think about like what does this mean um Mm. and the power that we have to you know influence government but like also show up and be in in a change and like saving somebody's life essentially we just saved a life Right, right. And that's where I'm like, we have to keep going because it's not completely like halted. But I do think it's important to document that. And I I agree. I think I don't think social media, quote unquote, social media activism activism is the only way. However, it can be really powerful and make a difference and get a word out really fast. So it's like, yes, and right. Remembering that there are powers in these in these tools um speaking of which i actually it's very fascinating what we have for the juice today because both of these scenarios we spoke about them in our last episode but like more has happened since we last recorded and i did not know there was going to be an interview obviously with megan and gail did you see that i okay no and i'm gonna say why yeah you're there's fine. something about hearing like one, I think about like, okay, this is an actual proceeding that is going on right now. Mm-hmm. Is this okay? Is this actually right. okay? I, I wondered the same thing, right? But then also like, I am black and I am femme presenting most mm. of the day, most days. Right. <laughs> um, and this could have been me, whether yeah. my, like I grew up in Miami. It's just like, this could have been me. There could have right. been situations in a car with a person, you know, and like, I've heard women lie for men 
like, just seeing a clip of her saying that, like, she didn't want anybody to get hurt took yeah. me out. And I was like, I can't watch. Yeah, I can't watch that this. makes sense. Because I'm yeah. more emotional on the fact mm. that, like, instead of worried about my safety, our safety, my physical body, my mental well-being, I'm worried about what this means for every mm. other person involved. Still putting your body on the line to protect other people. Yeah, and a, and specifically a Black man. And I was just like, right. this is kind of giving, here we are again, the Black woman being at the bottom of the totem pole and getting beat Ooh. up for every single thing. And I right. really hope Meg can make it out of this. You know, mm. in a in a peaceful, open space, but I feel like it's so much media on them. And it's back and forth of like, she lied. She didn't have to do this. Why did she call right. the cop? And I'm like, what, what do you want her to do? What do you right. Want her to do? Right. Well, and that's the part that I think is really frightening. And that's kind of what I said last episode as well, is just like how easily the world hates on black women is terrifying. Um, and then the way they try to spin it to make it seem like she was trying to like gain capital from this. And I'm like, how she had already worked with Beyonce. You don't get bigger than that. Like, I don't understand what y'all think she's trying to gain from this when it's like severe trauma and injury that like right. no one wants to make up unless it's like 2005 and you're a kid for attention, you know, like yeah. nobody's heard of that. You don't hear someone doing that or, or taking a bullet like that for attention. Like that's not a thing. So it, it, it has been really exhausting. And I guess because I, I just was, I'm, I am so obsessed with her. I think everybody knows that, but it's just like, it was heartbreaking to watch. And at the same time, I'm like, I'm glad that Gail gave her that space to, you know, kind of reclaim her narrative. Um, and it was, it was heartbreaking to watch because she really just wishes she had her parents, you know, she really wishes yeah. she had her mom to talk to at the end of the day. And, um, I think what happens in so much of these like celebrity stories is that we do uh, we, we rid of these people's humanity and especially when they're black women, right. Especially when they're women of color, especially when they're fat, especially when they're all these no, no's quote unquote. Um, and so Baby. I just wanted to, I just wanted to send her extra love today because y'all know I'm a Stan. I've been a Stan and I will continue to be, um for her because i am not really a stand for many people anymore but maybe her and like a lizzo and like maybe a couple more i do understand that they are all human and they're all flawed and they're all nuanced and that's exactly what we all are um yeah. which is why we shouldn't put this much pressure on these people to also, represent us in general i also want to say that a lot of people forget megan is a kid mm. she is a kid she is young yeah she has not experience life like a normal person in general mm, because right. she's been rapping for so long but also she was a kid she had to grow up she lost both her parents like yeah. she lost both of her parents she's literally out here on a right. wing on the prayer hoping mm. that you know her selective family is gonna help her and right. um i think we always forget like she's still a child right. i mean we um women do not mature we right. do mature faster than men, but 27, baby, 20, 27, 28 is when you're. Yeah. Well, and that that's where it's grown. like, exactly. I think you bring up a good yeah. point, right? Because even if she is like a year younger than me or us or however, you know, whatever age, 
when you are going through things like that from a really young age, it's like it forces you to grow up so fast that you have to be like the sole hyper independent woman. And it's like, when does this person that's in the spotlight get to be just be period, yeah. you know, like that's it. And so I definitely, um, I agree. And I, 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 I really admire her strength and like, honestly her talent through all of this. Cause I'm like, you are still killing the game. Like salute, you know, you, you I don't know how to talk about she, she the baddest. I'm ready for this freestyle, to, you know, change the world. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we got our Meg love on. I, I think it's very interesting in contrary, the last couple, um, hot topics we have. One of them is Elon buying Twitter and the other one is Bad Bunny being in a new Marvel movie. And so I just couldn't help but notice that here we are talking about brown and black women that are suffering um, at the hands of men and or the state. And then we get to see like white men, white Latino men just winning. Thriving. Thriving. Rich as hell. So I just couldn't help but notice that. And so... I don't know if you're on Twitter.com. I don't think you are. I feel like I would I, know if you were. Are you I, secretly yeah. on it? Okay. I have a couple of Twitter accounts. Okay. See, I should have um, known you had secret identities. I learned from, you know, Tumblr back in the day. You got multiple. <laughs> um, I do have a couple of Twitters. Um, my main Twitter, I don't use as frequently. That's okay. Um, as I should because, you know, it's me. But, right. um, hearing Elon talk all this shit about Twitter, like, twi- how can you buy Twitter? Like, at this point, Twitter should be public domain. That's like, what I'm we, saying. If if we're here, and you can literally, you can't, you know, still, you can't even use Twitter as intellectual property, right? Because of their guidelines and all this stuff. Right. But it's to the point where, if that's the case, it should just be public domain. Why is a private entity trying to, um, I don't know, steal freedom of speech in a sense. Right, right, quote unquote. Co-opt it. It's a capitalism. Like, I thought she was trying to go to space, sir. I thought she was trying to, (laughs) like, solve world hunger. You know these people are bored with their money, girl. That's really it. I'm like... And we're all here scraping for pennies. I'm over here uh, blasting patreon.com slash decolorisco for $3. Okay. Cash out, cash out, cash out. <laughs> <laughs> and you motherfuckers spending 42 million on 42. a website with a bird? Tweet, 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 motherfucking tweet. Are you like, I sit here every day and I'm just like, yo, Twitter has been groundbreaking from absolutely, the start absolutely, like something that was never commodified into becoming something else, but it gave you. The news, it gave you hot topics, it gave you porn, it gives it you, gave you like, a voice. it gives you everything. Yeah. And you like for somebody to be like, oh, I'm gonna buy that. I'm gonna invest. And I'm, I'm like, invest. Out, Al Gore told buy. us not to buy the internet. It was supposed to be free. It was supposed to be free. Yeah. Right. So I'm just like, I don't really know what's gonna happen. A lot of people are like, I'm leaving. Da, 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 da. And then other people were like, I, I I just send me where black Twitter is. And I get that, right? Like y'all are the y'all are the ones running that joint. And at the same time, I'm like, where are we gonna go? Really? We where, just gonna where, up and leave. We? We're still right. on Meta Facebook. We're still on Instagram. Where are y'all going? 
So um, one of my um, friends in my head, like Wendy would say, um, uh, Mandy B, who like runs, uh, has a multiple multitude of podcasts. Period. She always like, um, it's like, if Twitter charged, guess what? I would pay. I would pay that motherfucking rent because we, we spend so much time building community, building space. Like it, like to think of Twitter being commodified as like weird, but at the same time, like this is a subscription plan. Oh my God, I'm about to subscribe. But then that's right. like feeding into that capitalist. Bullshit. Yes. Like, I'm just like, can we have something? Well, and the thing that's interesting to me, I hope that it does not become that. It really feels to me like very Trumpian, which is that like, I don't like that this place hurt my feelings. So I'm going to show them I can buy them out because this place makes fun of me a lot. You know, like it feels very that like it feels like the, the, the kid in the jungle gym that's a bully and he thinks he can run the block. Like, that's what it's giving to me. So I'm like, I'm hoping nothing really foolish comes of it. But, like, there's no, there is no telling what a rich white man wants to do. And shout out my producer who corrected me that it's $44 billion, So an extra $2 billion that he could have done literally anything with. They literally said that he could end it world hunger, that the United Nations gave him a plan. And he said, nah, I'm going to go ahead and buy the bird app. That's, my, that's what I'm gonna do. I just think about this all the time. I'm just like, okay, I'm thinking about the things that existed the way they were, and then somebody bought them, mm. specifically Tumblr. Like, I'm that was such a key moment in time 2008, 2000, so 2000, 2008 to 2000, I'm gonna say 14. I'm the gonna peak say 14, of Tumblr, the peak, yes. but then like it being bought out, and then it's just like it changed drastically right and i'm like okay like are we trying to make twitter like something else are we trying to like put a subscription on it is it like right are we gonna have like these all, all these other 4chan 8chan situations <laughs> happening and there'd be oh like, god this other thing and i'm just like what is the internet gonna do and then like mm. in my in the back of my head i'm just like one of these days the internet is gonna go down and we're gonna be lost which, I mean, were you around when I think you you had to have probably been affected whenever was it Instagram was down and Facebook was down and WhatsApp was down? It was like a few like a year ago, maybe almost. Yeah. And we, I I, we lost it. We were like confused. Everybody came to Twitter all of a sudden. Right. So, so only time will tell what will happen. Yeah. And I, I don't remember the stats. I think Twitter has more users of Instagram but I don't remember because I used to work for mm. I used to work for a company that I can't talk about because I signed an NDA but I'm pretty sure not this <laughs> Twitter does have more users so it would be a little mm. bit different if um that was to like yeah that's interesting um, well, I definitely am going to talk to you later about whatever company that is and break your NDA, but, uh, <laughs> some of the, we mentioned it briefly, um, is that bad bunny apparently landed a Marvel role as they're calling it El Muerto, um, which is a Marvel movie. I'm not a Marvel girl. I, you know, I'm happy for bad bunny. I got love for bad bunny. I also think. I do too. That the thing that happens, I wish he would stop putting braids and beads in his hair because he is not black and that's annoying. 
Um, that's a whole nother Puerto Rican discussion that I'm not about to have right now. And, <laughs> um, I think Hollywood loves to do this thing. And I remember learning it in school, which is that like, once they've approved of like one famous black person, they use them for everything that's ever happened ever. Um, I think we similarly saw it to another Puerto Rican Lin-Manuel Miranda, who now cannot stop making Disney musicals. And I'm just like, there are more brilliant, talented people of this culture out there. I promise if you give them a chance, they too can charm and also look different than the, the same 25 actors y'all use. I promise. So I that's beef. what I have to say about that. <laughs> I got beef. Because oh, no. That's what I feel about Marvel. They want to talk about this shit. And I'm going to say it honestly, because I, I did a deep dive recently because my favorite movie Ooh. series of movies came to Netflix, AKA Blade. So, and Blade saved Marvel, right? Ah, uh, yes. I remember hearing this. So to think of, um, you know, in 2004, Blade Trinity saving Marvel as a company and they getting on this bedwagon of like, oh, y'all like black? Oh, y'all like brown? We could, <laughs> we could put them in every now and then. Every right. Seven, every a seven cute movies, prop. Every seven movies, there's one. Every seven movies, we got we got a main character that is brown. Or we got a main right. character that is black. And it's just right. like Marvel. You could do more. But then coming back to the, the whitewashing of Bad Bunny at this point, because it's yeah. like, is it a whitewashing? Like, is it this thing of like, this person's gonna assume all these roles because um, they are appropriate for the majority. Right, um, right. And at but, the same time, a lot of these Latino artists are like, kind of like blackfishing themselves. And so it's like, oh, all of a sudden y'all got tans and accents and okay. Oh. So it's, look, I get tired of my own people very often. Um, but it, you brought up something that definitely reminded me because I did a lot of black film studies in school and uh, it was not only just with Marvel that that was a, that was a more recent one. But even black and ba black. Wow. Black, black in the day. Black <laughs> in the day. <laughs> even back in the black exploitation era, they even say that that same thing Save happened in saving the movie theaters, right? Is because things like The Wiz came out and made everyone flock to the theaters, which is again, um, where you see, you know, obviously the black dollar does a lot to save this country and, and more. And also it's like, this does happen with a lot of, um, you know, uh, folks of color where it's like, oh, we should, I guess, finally invest in them because they are a market. I think we even saw it, and this is my theory, um, with crazy rich, not was it crazy rich Asian? Crazy rich Asian. And now yes. we're having hella Asian films, and I love to see it. I'm very excited about it. It's beautiful, and I'm like, why does it take us making like a multi million dollar um, film go huge for y'all to realize that like our stories matter? Right. It is very. It, I I my background is you know art, but I'm very interested in film and media, um, and. I took this. I never forget this shit. I took this class called "Reading Media Critically," and that shit mm. changed my life. But I started viewing like these mega corporations um, as like you know very systemic mm. and pulling on the heartstrings of people of color. So like right. to think about you know, let's say we put Bad Bunny in this role, right? It happens to go <laughs> through 
you know, five years from now, it, five years from now, it is going to be something that we praise and is pivotal and we're going to put the money in it because mm-hmm. we always put the money in it, but like, it's just one out of a million. Right. What, when is it going to be the standard and not mm-hmm. the anomaly? Like, right. what's going to happen? Like, no, I agree. I'm, I'm that I'm like long-term and I'm thinking like long-term, like I think about all these other artists um, that have been commodified in a way, again, mm-hmm. in the word, and um, have become the acceptable version of said culture, an acceptable mm. version of said race. Um, right. And it it hinders their ability to be anything else. Like, Absolutely. I need to bring up, oh girl, but wait one. Jay Tullo. Jay <laughs> we have um, made fun of her too many times on here. I'm I, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna don't be sorry. Back. It is a safe space. She she went from <laughs> you know to you know, and like Girl. I'm over here. She she's playing she's playing a white woman. Wait, can I ask you as a Leo, how do you feel about her getting engaged 15 times now that you brought Miss J Lo stole Ashanti's identity? Lopez. <laughs> the heart wants what the heart wants. <laughs> I would say this. Leo's got love, but we also be like, oh, you don't want this? I'm going to go back to the other nigga that do it. Oh, I'm going to go back Jesus. to the other man that wants it. I'm going to go back to this. Oh, but the fact that it's been engaged to the same person. How many times? I don't know. I honestly am impressed that she can handle men that much because i would be tired she has dealt with so many i'm exhausted for her but she got a ring that weighs more than her hands so i guess it's fine um she lives in i hope so i hope she stops being problematic but i don't see that happening anytime soon um i did want to end on a more positive juice note with because i do think she's winning i recently watched her tv show and i loved it and I'm really happy for her. So I also wanted to show her some love today because she does not get enough love, in my opinion, but she deserves all the greatness that has found her. So I don't know if you have any Lizzo thoughts. Are you wanting to try her new clothing, shapewear, athle- athleisure company? That word yeah. every time. So um, my mom has the subscription of Athletics because she thinks she a cute little... You know, she is. I like your mom. I met her. She was iconic. <laughs> My mom is that bitch. But um, she, 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 she's like right. She's right in line with the white women in Highland Park. Instead of wearing Lulu women, my mom is definitely wearing Fabletics. And you know, every now and then she'll give us a little Nike moment. You know, because gotta mix it up. Gotta mix it up. <laughs> um, but my mom has the Fabletics subscription, so I logged in. And I did make a purchase. Good, I'm so glad. It should, it should be here soon. All I can say is, <laughs> I have somebody that do not give no fucks yeah. about anybody else and their, their feelings and their thoughts. And I heard of uh, a comment the other day. It's like, people are so, you know, insecure, upset, and angry with mm. themselves watching somebody else live their best life so they're gonna take it out on that person and it's like for what like i saw a picture of lizzo today earlier today i think it was on like fashion bomb daily or whatever 
Mm-hmm. And she living her best life in this beautiful dress with her and her man. Did you see that? Is. That gave me so much joy. I was so I happy said, to see her in love. I said, you know yeah. what? She deserves. And yeah, I deserve. So let me go go ahead and click on this yellow-orange <laughs> situation. You know, I'm aware through the summer. It's fine. But I was just like, of course. Do you I know mean, how long I have been waiting to see a fat woman of color in love and treated well, like publicly? Me too. My whole okay. life. My whole life. Me too. Yeah. I mean, you know, we I'm a I'm a fluctuating ass weight bitch, but <laughs> I, it's good to see like this version of it. Don't matter what y'all say, what I what you think, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. I'm yeah. gonna get my money. I'm gonna get my coins. I'm gonna live my life. And that's really what it is. And I, I, I hate to talk about skins, Kardashian, but you know, oh, hell. I'm sitting here like if Lizzo could get me better than the skins and I buy skims on real sale, resale, I buy, I, use, I ain't paying for I don't price. know nothing about not skins. I've never been a Kardashian girl. So I'm just, I'm, I'm not chilling. either, but them bras got me a chokehold. See? <laughs> So we're gonna have to I'm find hoping, you something else, baby. I'm hoping that you know, young Lizzo is giving me the uh the the titty hole that yeah. I need. And well, support. let me know. Keep It'll me posted. Check out her TV show, Big Girls. That was probably some of the most powerful fat woman shit I've ever seen, and I lived. And uh, mm. I do have a uh, one more question for you before you go. I appreciate you. I appreciate this wine that has made you your fuller self. Um, what do you believe? <laughs> what do you believe? If I can ask you this, what do you believe Dallas Arts needs to truly transform? <laughs> I say it every time. I say it every time. I said it last week. I'm gonna say it again. We need space and money. We need space mm. and money. Um, I really, I'm a really big advocate for paying artists i don't yes. give a rat ass what you do you need to be paid for it i mean Amen. i'm coming i'm coming back to you know my musicians that need to get paid more my djs that need to get paid more my artists that need to get paid an honorarium in a materials budget my writers that are getting a hundred dollars per her submission and I'm like Listen. that's it like how yeah. many people are gonna read this how many clicks are you getting are you yeah. factoring that in and they're like they won't give me that it's true money and space there needs to be a allocation of space where creatives can go work for free yeah. there also needs to be an allocation of space where people other people people the one percent puts money into these arts and these um these moments of transition where we can, prov- they, they can provide space for us. Um, and that looks like a desk. That looks like a place with internet and Wi-Fi mm. and a clean bathroom. That's not a coffee house. Um, that looks like free studios. That looks like a place where, you know, you can rent equipment for a lower rate than like a company. Um, and the day I, I make that happen or get that to happen um, will be a moment of equality as well as inclusion so Mm, well i'm here for it you know we're here for it i love and appreciate you where can we find and follow your work i love you sweet sierra i mean everything is sierra l bryant i mean you got my website sierra l bryant.com you can find me on the instas sierra l bryant i'll be on the twitter (laughs) sierra l bryant 
<laughs> you better uh, send me your handle because I swear to God, I've never seen you on Twitter and we definitely should be on Twitter together. I will send you both handles. I'll take the Finsta, the fake Twitter, all the things. Oh, yo, the, fin- the Finsta is popping. Now, I'm a problematic shorty, and all I do is make fun of future. We're only human. We're only human. I make fun of future on my Finsta and then post problematic memes. But, you know, call me for that. DM me for that personal reference. I'm dead. Well, I love you. I appreciate you. You're amazing. I can't wait to see everything you make happen in the future. And that wraps it up for us at for the juice, and we will take a little break. Hey everyone, it's Eva here with De Colores Radio and I wanted to do my own little promo for a company I really enjoy and believe in. I am an ambassador, so I am not biased, but it is actually my favorite Mexican candy in the game right now. It is DFW Texas based and it ships nationwide. That is Que Pica Candy. I am a literal sucker for the Que Pica Gushers and their rim dip. They satisfy that little sour, spicy, sweet craving, and it's got just the right amount of everything. I absolutely love their products, and I hope that you all use my coupon code EVA15 at checkout for a little discount, and I promise you won't regret it. Check it out at GetPicaCandy.com and follow them at GetPicaCandy. Super fast shipping, so good. Check it out today. Thanks. Bye. Hello. This is our commercial break where I am here to encourage you to subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Co. You can also donate to us at decoloresradio.com slash donate. We've been doing all this amazing work for over four years. We deeply need your support and your help. You can get all the exciting BTS videos, all the cringy moments in between each segment on our patreon so subscribe today welcome back today we're bringing a very exciting guest a nigerian-born dallas texas raised musician artist and writer with a heavy 90s hip-hop influence is how many would describe nezi momodu a true wordplay queen nezi is well known in the underground hip-hop and art community in dallas texas She's not only a standout in the local MC ciphers, but also as a respected artist focusing heavy on acrylic works relating to Black youth and pop culture. Her technique with various colors blended combined with thick graphic lines is just one of the reasons why she is considered a new age pop artist. Nezi released her newest single and video, NEZ, on February 4th that landed her on several top playlists along with tweets and Instagram story posts from musical legends such as The Missy Elliott, Snoop Dogg, and Logic. This female MC artist is on the rise and can certainly hold her own in any hip-hop cypher or gallery. And she was my Who You Got last episode, so I'm so thrilled to have. Welcome to Decolores Radio, Nezi. Hi. Hi. Oh, my God. You're, you really are so beautiful. Thank you. I'm like, do I need you to come around everywhere I go <laughs> and do that intro before I go into every room? Listen, I'm, I'm like, ready. I'm available. Okay. I will do I'm it just like, for you. <laughs> Listen, no, you I'm have excited. you have the criteria. It's all there. I I I'm I definitely obviously your wordplay queen hashtag is true to the 
core but i'm like oh let me find out you're like actually a like model stunning level that you're just being humble i love it thank you thank you thank you i had to get my lip gloss right before i came on (laughs) (laughs) period we needed it the vibe is all here we're so glad to have you and i really have loved your work um and i'm glad i found you recently because i was like where has she been my whole life i've been waiting for this moment thank you i'm like what is this no i'm for real i don't hide people just to hide people i i mean it i hope you know that but I definitely want to know and start from the beginning. Tell us about your early beginnings and how everything got started for you. Um, I'm originally from Nigeria. Like you said, Beautiful. I came here a little bit after my formative years. I've mm-hmm. always loved like hip hop. So as long as I can remember, um, actually not as long as I can remember. I can remember when I first right. heard Lauren Hill okay. when I was still in Nigeria. Yeah. Cause my wow. brothers are really into hip hop and mm-hmm. they would always rap and I could never rap along. Cause there was never a girl part, you know, Aww. like they wouldn't let me come in. And so when the Fugees dropped the score, oh, you um, said game yes, over. I was alive. Yeah. On my age. <laughs> And I was so tiny and Aww. they were like, oh, well, Nezzy, you can't do this part. I was like, oh my gosh. So I'm over here. Do you think it's give me hippie jeans? I'm dead. <laughs> not. <laughs> but I'm yes. Oh, so gosh. ever since then, I've always been like, anytime I'm at home or there's like a freestyle sesh, I've always rapped. But you know, I'm a really shy person. See, and, and that shocked me because you're rhymes are so fire i live and that's why we love hip-hop right because it's supposed to be confident and in your face and kind of punching you and so when i see you like this beautiful quiet angel i'm like oh shit (laughs) i live even more because that just makes you that much more powerful to me thank you it is not like I wish I wasn't it makes absolutely no sense and everyone <laughs> who's around me because I'm crazy like don't get me wrong I'm super crazy I right. play all day I'm Love really it. goofy but yeah. then when I meet people that I don't know I'm like, <laughs> and they're like what did you say I just don't know what you mean. I, you're gonna have me crying by the end of this Uh-oh. and mostly out of laughter but I am glad that you feel comfortable with us here because we are honored to get both the shy side and the fully um comfortable self side um but you mentioned having older brothers so were you the youngest what is your order there I am the youngest. Shout out I am to the, the youngest. youngest. And if anyone here watching is Nigerian, I'm also, I'm not the stereotypical youngest. I'm the Uh-oh. often disregarded. So I had a really rough mm. upbringing. Um, mm. After my dad passed away, my mom actually won the visa lottery to bring us to the oh, States. Wow. But she couldn't bring us all at one time. So like mm-hmm. we were split up growing up. So we didn't really all grow up together. So a lot of my memories and and things that make me feel comfort is music. Because a lot of the times I was just by myself because my mom worked three jobs. Wow. My brothers were really older than me and, you know, they're boys. And so I have mm. remnants of their um, musical inspirations, but it's always just been me. So I would like draw. I was in choir um, as well. So music and art has always just been a part of what mm. makes me comfortable. And that's wow. why I'm shy because I'm used to being by myself. So when of course. Of fun, I'm like, ah! Cause, and that's comfortable to you, right? Yeah. Like you were able to express yourself through your art, um, which is actually what my first question was. You kind of answered, uh, which was, when did you first connect with it? Um, so which craft was it or what medium was it that first, um, you know, you felt most comfortable with? It's so funny because I also cook. Okay. Like, I cook a lot. 
So I, I will actually say cooking is the mm. first thing that I, arts-wise, like culinary yeah. art, because my mom had a bakery. Yeah, um, my mom had a bakery. My grandma catered wow. for the neighborhood and for other businesses. So I would always just help my mom cook or try to cook with myself and mess things up. Yeah. And then music. And then art was something that came along because I always wanted to be like my brother. And he mm. was an artist. So I was like, well, I want to learn how to draw too. So Aww. I would always just practice sketching. And I just kept practicing and practicing until I got really good at it. That's It was not a natural thing, which mm. no one ever believes. But no, I had to right. practice it um, for it to come. So Well, I'm glad you share that because I think with talent, most people think it's just natural. And if you don't got it, you don't got it. And most people kind of give up. And so I think that's very, I, I haven't, you know, a lot of artists or friends around, but one of my like closest friends, she's like, if you just keep doing it, you're going to get better. And so I think that's a really telling part that we don't often describe is that like, no, I actually kind of sucked at this <laughs> and I got better because I kept doing it. And so I, I appreciate you sharing that. And so you were able to then kind of delve into all forms of art, it sounds like. Yes, everything and even random things too. But heavy on the, you have to practice to right. be perfect. Humble beginnings. I, yes. <laughs> I judge people when people tell me like, hey, I really like doing this or this is my passion. The first thing I ask them is, well, how often do you do it? Because hmm. if you're not doing it that often, how do you rusty. intend to be the best? But then you learn in life that not everyone's motive is to be the best in everything that they do. But I'm a Virgo. Right. Yeah. And I cannot... <laughs> Shout out you and Beyonce. I cannot. Like, I, right. if I don't win, if I'm not first, if I'm not the best, I simply am not interested in yeah. doing it. <laughs> Which is perfect for what you do because it shows in your raps and I absolutely live for it. Like, I mean it when I, I don't know, I guess it might have been, um, I'm good friends with German. Shout out German Torres. Oh. Herman. And yes, Herman. And he shared your work. And I was like, now where the hell have I been that I haven't seen her work? I was mad at myself. I think even maybe our uh, tech producer might have helped or something on set, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I definitely was like immediately obsessed. I'm obviously a big hip hop head and always want to throw down for the ladies in the game. So I was just like, thank God we have one here, you know, here in Dallas. So it was really beautiful to see that. So then where I, I definitely want to dabble more into like your life as the youngest. Were you the only girl as well? No, I'm not the only girl. Okay. I was like, this is a I real did not story. I grow up with my sister. Mm, so, so it kind of felt might like as it. well have been. Yeah. Right. And so how many siblings did you have? I have four other siblings and technically five, four other direct siblings and one half brother. And you feel like you said you had one that's an artist and y'all were all listening to music. What other musical influences did you have from that point? Um, Hip hop or yeah. you like in general? In general, both, really. In general, I'm Nigerian at the end of the day. So I love yeah. Afro beats and I love old school, like the um, King Sonia Dish, you know, Pitas. Like Beautiful. I love old school Nigerian music. And then my other brother, because... Um, I have two and both uh -huh. of them are artsy both of them like music he is obsessed with he used to play the drums so Ooh. he's obsessed with like Curtis Mayfield nice. he'll listen to like old school I'm like where the do classics. you find this yes yeah. <laughs> classics and so he has like this obsession with Timberland like 
he would just oh, sit Timberland funny. and Swiss like he would play the he would play songs and then just yeah. try to match the drums with like his pencils so him playing and playing and playing and playing and of course if I'm listening to Timberland I'm listening to Missy all you the time. can't not so, yeah because yeah. that's that's it so that's the duo. growing up that's what I would hear and it just kind of stuck with me like I had all of those Busta Rhymes like all of those very eclectic influences mm-hmm. and very animated influences as well so I just saw it. I was like, man, I wish I could do this. Like, but once again, I was shy. So it took me a long time before I actually like rapped in mm. public, public. Um, so yeah. Okay. So listen, and since you brought me there, this beautiful interview is just flowing naturally. How did you get into the rapping publicly in the music world in general? I right, so boom. <laughs> So I be, you know, I was with my in my brother's rooms and stuff. When they bring their homeboys, I be like, I be yeah. in the cut. you know how everybody comes. You gotta <laughs> be ready to like the Absolutely. room. Everybody's like kicking it growing up in high school, and they're like in the room. I in like the little sisters there, and they're like, get out. I wasn't the little sister that they would kick out. They would like keep me in the corner because they knew that I could rap. So they would right. let all their homeboys like freestyle, and then I'd just be in the back of the room, <laughs> like. <laughs> Looking like a Disney character in the back, just ready and to go. Like, oh, my little sister can eat you. My little sister can eat you, and I would come in like, yeah. But that was it. That was it. I never rapped outside of that. Oh, and so, but if you can get through that, you can do anything. That's what I thought too, but I was wrong. Okay. I was <laughs> she said, "Nope." I got humbled once again. Got humbled when I was in high school. There was this dude named Elliot. And not Elliot. He, yes, Elliot. And yeah. he still raps to this day. He's so cold. Elliot Jackson. Big up to okay. Elliot if he, if he sees this. Okay. He okay, used to do up. like rap battles oh. with people. And so all of my friends, like my homegirls who would be in the comfort of my house and hear me rapping, they're like, Nessie, you can do it. Like, he's not even that good. Like, you can beast him. Like, you'll be good. He'll be a girl. So oh we set it up to where I would battle him. I don't know why I agreed. <laughs> Why I let them hype me? No. Oh my God. And I came into the cafeteria that morning and it was like B Rab versus Lotto. Not no. even B Rab versus Papa Doc. I just didn't choke. Oh. I so he let me go first too, which was like the worst thing. Like I was over there, oh yeah, you can't hold me. And easy. <laughs> this man, he ate me alive. <laughs> And, and he ate th- me a lot. And everybody this was, like, was in oh, high school. Cry. This is in high school. And I just told myself, don't cry. So I just stood there <laughs> and I let him eat me. And everybody booed me. Everybody was <gasps> laughing at Not me. Not the tomatoes. Oh, no, he ate me. If I wasn't me, I would have been like, get this shit off the airways. Like I would have been. <laughs> Oh, just, you poor baby. Where can I ask work. where you were at in high school? What high school? I was I was here. I was but here. But like which school so, was oh, it? Oh, I was in Timberview. 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 Okay. It was so my you, senior year. Do you rep Mansfield? No, I do not rep Mansfield because okay. I didn't live in Mansfield. <laughs> <laughs> that was my senior year. So my mom, bless her heart, she got a new house. And so she uh-huh. moved. Okay. We to um well, really technically we moved to like Grand Prairie, but the way the lines were, yeah, the way the lines were drawn, Tim Review's like right across the right street. Right there. Yeah, yeah, that's like that and it border. Was before they built, yeah, it was before they built all the other schools around. So it, it was either Tim Review or like Bowie, I think. 
Right. So my mom obviously wanted a Mansfield school district, and so she chose Timberview. Gotcha. So okay. It was, Shout out to all welcome. us. Oh no, I don't like. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't welcome, but they. But listen, you lot. made it through, and you're popping now, and that's all that matters. Is it? Because I don't think I still I still don't want to see them. <laughs> you, you know, know how what? people be like do a rematch. I'm not. No. I don't want the smoke. You got <laughs> He beat me for generations. My children's Stop. children's children. Uh-uh. My daughter comes to me saying, Mom. Not, hold on. No, mm-hmm. we're not. We're not going to let Elliot Jackson have this much power we over are. you. No, no. This is going against my, my values, my foundation. We, I'm a, I'm personally going to go find Elliot Jackson and, and soften him up. And then you got him, sis. Nah. <laughs> if anything, he going to get mad if you come <laughs> And you know he's and he's still rapping. He's still rapping, and he's cold. He's so cold. You're gonna have to link me. We're giving him way too much press right now. This is really about you, Nessie. This is what I'm here for. So, how did? (laughs) Where did? How did you go from rap battling, embarrassed in the cafeteria, to to Missy Elliott resharing your shit? Like, where did? How did this jump happen? What was it like? Because that is so like that is peak woman in yeah. hip hop to me. Like it do- it doesn't get better. You got the best in the game of all areas, you know, giving you a nod. She really is the queen. So it's like, yeah. how did we get there? Um, my friends, and so I never rapped again publicly after that. That oh, was all I needed. No. Um, God, not because it, I was like too embarrassed, but I just, like I said, I like to be the best in everything. So right. I told myself, well, I'm not going to rap until I'm really, really good at rapping. Right. So I would just write practice. I would literally like Issa Rae spit to my mirror. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I got to college, I, I met a group of guys who are actually my best friends now. They're from Aww. Houston and they would rap and they would like spit to beats and they were a little rusty at the time too but they didn't care like it was just a group of these and they were all Nigerian as well just really creatives that going against the grain so like I walked up to them one day and I was like hey um do you guys mind if I like you know chill with you guys I've been interested in making music too and they didn't treat me weird they didn't they just like they just welcomed me in yeah and it. it was really from there we did the cypher together and then that blew up and then I kind of like started making like I I think I just needed someone to like validate that I could do Mm. it and that I wasn't um you know like I wasn't chasing a dream that was unheard of um previously there was a cypher at my school and I tried to be in it and I kind of got shut down the guy he was like he's like you don't even rap like nobody wants to see you rap like no one's trying to hear you rap Damn. I was like, well, how did everybody else get in? And he was like, right. serious. He had a singer in there, too. I'm like, well, you know, can I? He was like, nah, bro. Like, I'm not even trying to hear you. Nobody's trying to see you rap. Maybe you can, Damn, like, hater ass. Yeah, he did not let me in it. So that, was was in, like, well, that was in college or that was in that high was school? That was in college. Oh, wow. And so I was because like, okay, well, I'm going to create my own cypher. And right. There's And there's a lot of dudes that do do that, right? Especially in the hip-hop world is like they love to gate keep gaslight and they going to not let you in. So I'm glad you yeah. did it for yourself, even though it shouldn't have taken that. Definitely shouldn't, but you know what? I don't know where he is now. He's not like Elliot who's eating, I don't know, what he's doing right now so don't even really matter but it was good exactly. that he did that like I think there's divine intervention mm, sometimes yeah if he would have let me in 
I wouldn't have had the cipher verse that mm, I did to right. play right here. I yeah. wouldn't have then got discovered by my management. Then I wouldn't yeah. have, you know, have the right team with me as I'm putting out this last project that's about to come out. So mm. everything happens for a reason. I can't even be upset. I agree. He challenged you and then you were able to see yourself in a different way and, and your um, capacity and, I think it's even beautiful that you said, you know, you met a group of Nigerian guys. So you probably felt like a different connection there as well of like, I'm ready. You know, it really helped you come into yourself in a different way. Yeah, it was dope. And it was nice because a lot of other girls, like just across the whole diaspora, not just Nigerian, just mm. like black women on campus that yeah. rap or like made music, but wasn't in that in the politics of being like the cool kids mm. they're like oh I want to do this or I want to and so it really it, it really made me happy to see like okay if I'm doing it now they have the courage to do it they don't Aww. care they're gonna yeah. come out and that's what really matters at the end of the day I'm with you I think that's really beautiful I'm glad to hear that what now I want to know what school this was at because you know we're all in Texas so we get excited yeah oh god go <laughs> what do you what do y'all say y'all say guns, guns up, up. <laughs> yes Texas Tech is such a special place because I think I went there once in high school for a theater thing because I was a theater bitch. Hey, I love theater people, but that's a whole nother topic for another day. Um, But Texas Tech is like, y'all really don't have anything out there. Ain't nothing over there. That's why. (laughs) That's why it is the way it is. We had nothing else to do. That's why we had a cipher in the middle of finals. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so we're like supposed to be studying you're supposed to be taking the most important test of your life we're just gonna have a little cypher yes and it was the funniest thing because it was packed like people were we have this thing called dead day like mm. during finals time there's no classes professors aren't able to put any tests right. and you basically have like a day of just studying and so the campus it's like it's most quiet most like empty is because everyone's either in the library in different rooms trying to study for their finals mm-hmm. and here we are in the middle of like the student union building with these big dj <laughs> setup playing flavor in your ear and we're like <laughs> rapping in the middle everyone's like don't they got finals no nope, <laughs> this is like, it stopping with their books watching like <laughs> The way that you're low-key a comedic actress, I cannot wait for that moment to come next. It's the theater. It's the theater. No, it is. It's giving theater, and I'm here for it. Um, So what, then, has been the hardest part of your journey so far? Because there are so many, like, unspoken things that happen in music, and I think especially for women in music, and then I think even more so for a Black woman in hip-hop, right? Um, So what, what are some of those things that maybe you wish you were able to talk about? I will never give an op credit. So I'm going to say that the <laughs> hardest thing for me. Period. The they don't deserve. Me, <laughs> I'm not. It's, I can't do this because I play all day. <laughs> but the hardest thing I will say is myself. In the mm. case that you said it all, right? Like you're a black woman. I'm also mm. not like a size three. I'm right. not this there's like a rapper girl mold right now which I'm here I'm here for any black woman in any mold right 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 but I'm not that mold and Mm. then I don't make necessarily all the time that type of music so I'm constantly in my head like what are people gonna say I look at like the negative comments I think do I need to rebrand assimilate and so a lot of it has just been um I think because it's been so long that I've been doing it it's like eight years so Mm -hmm. 
my management, like, you know, this was a dream that I thought I would have. And right. after a while of doing it, you kind of accept like, okay, well, maybe I won't make it, but I'll just still do it and have like a good little following. And this is what makes me happy. And right. so with my management has had to almost refeed me that dream. Like, this is what you want to do. This is possible. You can do mm. this. And so that's been the hardest thing for me is getting back that spirit in myself that this is what I'm meant to do, that um, it's not imposter syndrome because I have mm-hmm. that all the time. Right. Um, and I think for most women, that's probably it, having to navigate, especially the way the industry is and not allow yourself to be fed by what other people are saying to you or giving to you. Absolutely. I think that's where, you know, I usually discuss it from like a, when you are like, I think we're all affected by white America in ways that we constantly are just used to. And so to reclaim yourself and just allow yourself to be this beautifully nuanced, like healing or, or flawed individual is enough. Like that in itself is enough. So we do become, you know, sometimes our own worst enemies because we do get in our head and there are all these outside pressures and the fact that, and and actually Sierra and I talked about it during the juice as well with like Meg and, you know, all these other scenarios is that like, they are human, like we are human. Right. And so um, there's so much beauty and power in just letting a person just be, you know, and, and understanding that like there's room for transformation in all of us. Agreed. That was so beautiful. Uh, listen, I'm going off of what you're saying. It's a mirror. Um, so I asked what the hardest part has been. So what has been the best part of your journey so far? All right. So I, I don't know, like the recognition. <laughs> yeah, that's good. The recognition. I really want to tell you the best part, but I'm not allowed to say. And so if no! I'm invited back after June... Oh, absolutely. Okay. If I come back after June, I will 100% tell you what the best part is. But I will say the recognition from people that like I listen to every day and I love. Oh, I am already here for it. I don't even know what it is, but I'm excited. Yeah. You know what? (laughs) I'm glad to hear that. And I understand not being able to share yet. So I'm going to be patient. And I'm so glad you're getting that because from what I can tell, you absolutely deserve it. And a lot of people don't get the recognition they deserve. And so I'm really thrilled, truly, and I'm not just saying this, but like there are so many talented, obviously Black folks in Dallas, but like from hip hop specifically that I'm like, it's time. Like it is so time for Dallas's music scene to shine because there is so much talent here. So I am thrilled to hear that you're getting the recognition because you deserve it. And that only means it's going to keep going up. So I hope that you own that as well. Thank you. <laughs> receive it. Listen, just... receive it. Let it, let it soak in your arms, veins, everything. And it's, it's, I, I promise it's going to happen. I see it for you and I'm so excited for you. Um, I am curious, what do you hope to see next in Dallas music? If anything, exactly what you said recognition and what's crazy is I see so many Dallas artists behind the scenes like with writing credits and with Mm. production credits right it's like how much you gonna bite off of yeah how much you gonna bite off a Dallas sound and I think that's what the issue is is that you look at other cities and they have like a core sound everyone Mm -hmm. follows the same kind of stride whereas Dallas artists you can never find one two Dallas artists that are the same 
Like it's we're true. so eclectic and we're so it's different. True. But what's common about us is we all have the same type of thing to say, which is that like we're hungry and mm. that we want to get out and we want, you know, recognition. So yeah. the whole concept of that is why, like I have a project that's dropping called The Pound. That's Woo! literally why it's called The Pound. It's like the allegory wow. of Alice being Damn. basically like a pound. And we have all these artists who are hungry, trying Damn. to get out, waiting for somebody to come in. And we're just tired. Like, so we, yeah. we out for blood. Like, Woo-wee. can I be part of the pound even though I don't rap? Because listen, you a are. bitch has been biting for a minute. <laughs> you are. You're you're an artist as well. Aww, like, thank so you. many of us. It's so many of us. Yeah, and it's it just is. not the, and you see people producing things that are half the quality that we produce. Like, mm. and you're like, oh, okay. hold on, my tea's out. Hold on, let me take a big old. Yes. No, it's really, or they're like fully dripping off of what you did and then like pretending, pretending you don't exist or just erasing you. And you're like, what? Yeah. You didn't, you didn't. Oh, okay. And, and that's where we get really drained. And then we start coming for each other because we're just fed up and we don't get the money or the resources. And then we just, we look silly or we leave. And when you're hungry and when you're like enraged, eventually if you don't have the person that you're mad at to snap at you're gonna look around and snap at the first thing that you see so I I always try to focus my energy and redirect it like nah you're lashing out like focus on who right who is the real op and try to get the best way to get rid of an op is to shine so just try to shine just try to shine I'm with you. I love how in sync it is. I truly uh, could not agree more. Um, I was about to ask you what is coming up next. So you're telling us about the pound. Is there any other exciting things you have coming up that we should look forward to? Yes. So I actually just recently got selected to be one of SoundCloud's first on SoundCloud artists. So I'm super excited. Congratulations. Yes. It's basically like SoundCloud's freshman class. So I love it. I know they have a lot of creative things planned. I know previously they've had like docu-series and movies and release parties and they basically help like promote and fund certain dreams that you have. So I'm in my creative bubble like Hmm. Do I want like a cooking art music show? Yeah. Do I want to, like, like, what am I gonna do? do Listen, wanna... I'm not mad at that. I'm here to help produce how you need me to, because that sounds fire already. Selena Gomez had a cooking show. Why not Nezzy? Yes, but like you know, something that that really represents me. But I also want something that allows, because it's not. It's always weird when it's about me. Something that allows the community to shine Mm. and for people to see what the community has to offer and for them to see who we are and what we come up with and how amazing people are in Dallas and how many minds we have here that are just ready waiting yes ready it's true I definitely I I'm glad you are on the same page I think community is everything and it's crucial to your own success and also I want to remind you Um, that it is okay for you to take up space as yourself because I'll say with Decolores, it's always been community oriented. It's all been about the community. And now that I'm five years into doing this, I'm like, oh shit, what does Eva want? You know, like what do I want to lean into for myself? So do not be afraid to lean into yourself 
and know that the community is with you at the same time. Because if it's a part who you are, it's ingrained, you know, like it's forever going to be about more than just self. At least that's how I take it. I think that's how it's worked for us. Um, but I always, I'm always going to encourage women of color to say like, nah, you take up the space. Do not worry about anybody else for a moment, because I promise you, you're probably still bringing in three, four five other people behind you. And that is enough to me. So that is what I got to say with sweet Nezzy. I, um, think we have a little game for you. That is a Patreon exclusive if we can. Um, um, well, lately this is a thing we started in 2022 because we've had many many rappers and artists on this show but it was only in 2022 i think somebody tweeted me and they were like why don't you freestyle on that show and i was like you know what i don't know why we haven't freestyled i don't know if nezzy's down to freestyle but okay okay yeah you could do whatever is best for you we can also find a beat real quick for you if you'd like um, we did have Bando on recently, and he dropped a little freestyle. Um, we're actually, I don't know if you know this, but we're actually managers of Pretty Boy Aaron, who's an artist here. Mm, His hats. Hello, multiple different hats. colors. Um, but yes, he was not a big freestyler, actually. So he was like a little bit of garbage, but that's okay, because he's talented in other ways. Um, but yes, if you would grant us a beautiful freestyle, we'd love to see it. I, 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 I. Okay, okay. Let's see. Are you gonna hit us with acapella? Um, what you feeling? Yeah, probably, probably. Let's do it. Acapella. Let's see. I'm down. Um, I came for rags for making riches. It's my motivation. Conversations with Satan, but him and God is all relation. I'm not impatient. I'm patiently waiting. My future is vacant. I'm pacing, forsaken, cause black's my only occupation. I'm making mm. quotes, but no quota. So when my dreams, I'm broke. My mm. life here is a nightmare. So when I sleep, I'm woke. My tongue is a weapon, the country I'm repping, the ground that I step in, I'm ruthless in the booth, this ain't a question, I'm reminiscing, my words is ammunition, my mouth can be a tree, and this verse gonna have you missing, I'm the most high, so fly, look at me get cross-eyed, saying I'm a gimmick, but succeeded at what most tried, the prodigal, daughter and my flow is so methodical, I'm singeing every hair from out your head and every follicle, a cycle. Mike blow, criminal like Michael, smooth with my moves and my lyrics never stifle, killing any line and any track and any mixture. Music is my Bible and these bars can be the scripture. Put hey. me on a verse and guarantee that I'm the truth where you can find me in the street so you can meet me in the booth. I came from nothing, now I'm stunting like I got Woo. something to prove. Always been a winner, so I got nothing to lose. Dreamt of being rich, they told me switch to playing sports, but I'm way too tall to be selling myself short, so I switched up the flow and gave my homie God the damn cold on the mic. I spit the ISIS on my wrist. I'm chasing Ooh. stacks like my name was Badu. Rhymes made of blood like the pen was Pabru. Yeah. Hey. Oh yeah. my Kenny god. Kenny with the Atlas. The dog in the oh back talking about no. <laughs> The dog said the album is called The Pound. I got you. <laughs> Hold on. I'm gonna bark. He liked it. You killed it. I have no words. I just wanted to scream and uh, you are in fact the word play queen my dear. Thank you. Thank you. And and shout out to Dr. Dr. Dre out there. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you are amazing. I am so honored and thrilled that you're here with us today. I cannot wait to see how um, this next chapter of your life goes. And I hope you know that you always got a family here in Dallas supporting you. That Colores has mad love for you. And we can't wait to keep seeing you shine. Thank you. Hmm. Well, you're the best. Listen, that freestyle itself. (laughs) 
Wait, oh, no. we go, De Colores from like the song De Colores? Hello, yes. So oh, that, I mean, you you really are iconic. Um, So yes, that is why we called ourselves De Colores because the song was used back in like the civil rights era as a like a protest march song. Um, it also translates to of colors and we wanted to highlight mostly folks of color. Um, and so we definitely had, and there's some queerness in there as well. So, you know, we wanted all the rainbow and that bitch and that's what we did. So yes, yes. you got it. Okay, let me find out. Yeah. <laughs> well, Nezzy, we love you. You're welcome anytime. We're so excited for you. And we thank you for being on De Colores Radio. I am honored to be here. Thank you guys mm. for thinking about me. Listen, great. I'm going to keep thinking after that freestyle. We are not done. We are just getting started. <laughs> All right. Yay. Okay. So, oh, actually, I'm going to ask you one more thing. I need to ask you where can we find and support your work? Oh, anywhere you stream music, it's going to be Nezzy Mamadou, N-E-Z-I-M-O-M-O-D-U. And depending on when this episode gets released, it's live though, right? This one is actually going to be released on Friday on our Patreon, and then it comes out two weeks later. So it, it's technically live because it's recording, but it won't be broadcasted till um, ah. May. Friday the 29th or Friday the 6th on Patreon? The 29th on Patreon. Perfect. So all you wonderful Patreon users, <laughs> you can go over to SoundCloud and stream N-E-Z-I-M-O-M-O-D-U. We are launching Fan Powered Fridays. Hey. So SoundCloud is matching. What is this? No, literally SoundCloud there's been a fly matching. here the whole time. They're probably oh, friends. <laughs> SoundCloud is matching all independent artist streams. So even oh, if you're not streaming fire. my music, Stream all our indie artists on SoundCloud because for all the revenue they get, SoundCloud will match it. And it's called Fan Powered Friday. Okay. I'm so glad to see SoundCloud is really doing this thing. You deserve the new, um, I want to say award that they gave you. But it's like, no, these, these it's sites. It's like a freshman class. It's so Yes, cool. it is. I'm like, they should keep doing this. Like, that's what, that's what the culture needs and you deserve. So I'm glad to see they're going to be, um, you know, putting on for the artists that make their website popping anyways. Yes. And, you know, they've always, even behind closed doors, helped support artists and oh, good. help artists out and help them, like, monetize their music and distribute it to different platforms. And I think people really sleep on how much mm. SoundCloud wants artists to take music into their own hands without having a label. So beautiful. Definitely. Well, shout that. out to SoundCloud. That is actually who houses our podcast. So we do Yay. have mad love for that. I mean, not for that. Colores for SoundCloud. Uh, <laughs> and the Colores. <laughs> exactly well thank you clearly we don't want you to go but we definitely got to wrap this show up you're amazing thank you for being on go follow and support nezzy mamadou we're so excited for everything the future holds yay all right so that means it's time for some grounding we get to take a breath y'all i'm too hype how do we get a freestyle and then i have to be like mindful um this is why this show is five years old <laughs> Because I made it when I was fresh out of college and had a lot more energy. Um, wow, I'm animated. My self-care for this week, because it is time for self-care corner. Look, I'm tired. But my self-care this week, this is what I did. I decided to choose peace over pride. And so I recommend 
if you are going through something, um, maybe with someone, I definitely don't recommend this in the romantic sense because I don't think that is what I'm talking about. But if there's someone in your life that you care about and things are rocky and you want to fix them or at least come to a better peaceful place, I recommend um, perhaps just reaching out if that is something that could possibly make the situation better um, and being honest in your experience and in theirs. And hopefully it brings you some more peace because that is um, something I needed to practice and I did. And I definitely sometimes get exhausted because I feel like I'm often the bigger person in my life. And I realized that like, sometimes you got to do shit to bring yourself peace and closure. And uh, I'm just glad I did that. Um, and maybe we'll do it for a few more situations because I think quarantine damaged a lot of relationships. And uh, yeah, we don't, we don't have to like suffer in that. And I encourage it. So that is my self-care corner tip for this week. Um, Pat, do you got a black or brown business for us this week? I do. I actually do have a business to highlight. So when we were in Dallas, or I guess you are always in Dallas, but when I, I was am. in Dallas recently, um, one of our homies, Jessica, has been like highlighting this like cheesecake brand that those things look delicious. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna look for them whenever I'm in town. And fortunately, they were at that wonderful zine fest that Anita Sanchez um, started or started Echo Con Amor, and they did a little zine pop up at the Latino Cultural Center. Um, but the event, the business that I'm highlighting is Sweets by Layla. I don't know if I'm pronouncing Layla. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Sorry, but. They um had I was like, what the heck, girl? You don't know how to say a name. Listen, I just stepped back and let you host for a second, <laughs> and you just about had a seizure on that name. <laughs> I think I'm also on the high of like that freestyle. That was amazing. I know Nessie, what the heck. Nessie I know, but I think she's it. at the top of the freestyle list at the moment. Hell yeah, she 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 done beat everybody. But um, yeah, sweets by Layla. Is a home-based small business that they bake, bake and craft cheesecakes and other delicious sweets. Uh, Melanie's the owner, and she also makes like coffees and lattes and stuff. That I tried a latte, and I think what was it that you got at for um, our little Easter get together? It's like a cheesecake. That's that's that was so good. It was so. Good. Yeah, definitely look them up, everyone. Um, if you are looking for a nice, delicious cheesecake or pastry or even some coffee, you can find them at. Instagram at Sweets by Layla, which is L-A-I-L-A-I. Um, you can find them on Instagram. They have a, their own website as well. That's also by their name. Definitely recommend them. Always highlight delicious pastries and goods. And L-A-I-L-A-I. How would you say that? Layla. Layla? Okay, see, I'm totally off. <laughs> but <laughs> I think L-A-I, Lay, Layla, maybe. Or okay. Lai. We don't I'm know. <laughs> We're trying our best. Support their business. Support Lele Lai Lai. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyways, yes, that's my brown business. They, they actually have amazing coffee as well. So that they coffee really are, was really good. Yes, we really mean support them. I'm sorry we butchered it. We're not trying to make a joke of your we're, actual We're business. most definitely not. Well, um, shout out to Sweets by Lele. It is now time for Who You Got, uh, Pat. 
Do you know who you got? I see our good friend Sierra still in the mix. Maybe she wants to share. Uh, yeah, I was like, if Sierra wants to share something got? too, we'll bring her up. Um, so I want to recommend, um, Aaron put me on to Benet, who is from Virginia. They're a queer, like trans, black R&B artist. I've been listening to Funny on repeat, and I know that they just released another song called um, Will I See You? That was also really good. They've been coming up on my TikTok. I think they have a show coming up in Brooklyn soon. I think they were at South by, so I'm kind of sad that y'all missed them, but they are so good. That song's literally just been all I've been listening to. I think they even did it like a like a song that they try to like uh, give to P- Killing Eve, Killing Eve, that TV show, but didn't get it picked up. So that's who I've been listening to on repeat. I highly recommend them. Support queer, trans, black artists, y'all. They're out here doing stuff. And like the music industry, like Nezzy said, like it's rough out there and uh, there's not as much supporters and stuff. So I want to recommend Benet. That's my recommendation. I love it. Beautiful. Exciting. I agree. Um, I think maybe Sierra wants to share one with us. Yes. Hey. Hi. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> okay. So every like this is so, such a lame of, of me, but every day this last couple of weeks uh, in the morning, the first song I've been playing has been Mariah the Scientist. Um, I love her. And so. like I just want to hear. I don't know. That mixtape was really really impactful for me. I don't know. I was going through it, but mm-hmm. Church hit so hard for me in the morning because I'm just like it's like a nice calming mm. version and she's she's doing dancing like I'm really proud to like see her being picked up by mm. a lot of other uh, artists and collaborating so shout out to Mariah and Scientist. Yes, I, I, love I was literally just thinking about her so I'm gonna go listen to that once I uh, finish this podcast yes. um our tech producer jeremy i think also said one that i am interested in does he want to come speak for himself <laughs> he can maybe do that thank you i'm like i really don't like to speak for people but i know the introverts sometimes they be quiet uh i've been really uh big on uh, corridos tumbados and so uh, soy el único by Yaritza. That I'm so that. good. That it just came so out. It's so good. Like so good. I, I was love like it. watching the music video last night too, and it's just, it's just like they really did her justice. Like for, like her first first song, first album, like and actually really putting like the effort to mm-hmm. give her like a good director and like also shoot it really good quality. I'm just like damn, like yeah. like they really like it's a lumbro lumbro. Musico or yeah the like group or mm-hmm. yeah they they really put like all the effort into it and i'm really happy like they like gave her the moment to shine but it's mm-hmm. so good it's so and good. I, th- I think it's like, with her siblings her, too right i think yeah. it's yeah, her and her, her siblings 24 and then uh, her younger brother that's 17 so um that song specifically about her uh witnessing her brother go through like the whole situation so it's pretty much like the the twenty four year old that had to go through the situation of like, I guess he was with somebody and like you know they ended up being with somebody else, but he didn't know that. And so like Dang. I guess like he was like the whole song's like you know saying about like how um, the way he treated her was the only one that he was gonna be, or pretty much like saying like he's the only one that's gonna be like that with her 
um, that mm-hmm. he's gonna be the only one to give her that kind of love and stuff. And but it, but literally the way she sings it, it's like from her perspective, and it's like crazy. <laughs> but yeah, it's so good. I, that's why we got the dogs are trying to have their moment on the episode today. That's fine. <laughs> They're know. having their moments. They that's what happens when you record from home. Um, <laughs> I similarly to you, Jeremy. I have been listening to similar Spanish things. Um, I've been really into Grupo Firme since I saw them play at Coachella on the internet. I was not there. Um, But I also learned that one of their members is gay. And that was so exciting to me because that regional demographic musically is some of the most machista shit you'll ever see in your whole life. So to see them so loud and proud holding a rainbow flag and letting this person get engaged on stage and kissing another man on stage. Like it definitely was wow. really beautiful to see. Um, that didn't all happen at Coachella, but because I watched them there, I haven't stopped listening. Oh, to them. okay. I was about to say, I was like, I need to go watch this performance. No, I didn't mean to make it sound that way, but I have been listening to a lot more of that style music at the moment. I don't know if it's just like the summer drinking and having fun vibes. That's how um, the, that's how the mood. It very much of an Asada mood. And also, <laughs> I also was checking out um, Flores, who is an upcoming artist, I believe, from here in Texas. Um, sort of uh, R&B princess vibes, but really um, just a beautiful, refreshing voice. And so I'm very excited to um, see her shining because she's also uh, Latinx from Texas. So I look forward to hopefully seeing her blow up soon as well. So, um, I think that is all we got here. What a beautiful, exciting show. Um, that wraps it up for us at the Colores radio today. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Thank you for getting us to five years. Y'all the fact that we're still running is everything. Um, We do have amazing things in store. We do have the zine coming out. We do have a whole rebrand coming out. We might be doing something in person you might want to look out for. Um, So stay tuned. Major thanks to the beautiful Sierra L. Bryant, to Nezzy, to Jeremy, to Pat, to... To um, you. Oh, to myself, I guess. Uh, But thank you all for, for always bringing yourself and for listening and being a part of the community Um, and learning and growing with you all, um, with us. Um, So please support all the beautiful people we had on today. Special shout out to our squirrel friends, homies, and rider dies on Patreon. Remember, you too can become a financial supporter of the Decolores Radio family today and get early access to exclusive content. We truly cannot go on without your support. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And give us a darn Darn review, (laughs) including on Spotify. You can watch me dance on Patreon. Uh, 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 uh. We'd love to keep growing. So if something resonated with you in this episode, please share it with everyone you know. Don't be afraid to reach out and follow us at The Colores Co. Tweet us or just hit us up. If you want to follow me, you can find me at Eva Arreguin, Pat at Pat. Pat Arreguin. Our theme song is going to be an anthem by El Dusty. Our audio editor is Jeremy Pacina. Find his work, follow him, and hire him because he is lovely to work with. We promise to keep growing and providing you with entertaining content and more importantly, a platform for your va- voices and work to be lifted. 
support us on Patreon. Thank you for riding with us, y'all. This really has been a dream. So to be seen and heard by you all, um, my loud, fat, brown ass is thrilled. Uh, And I hope that y'all are excited for everything we have in store. Um, Join us again next time for De Colores Radio. Love you. Bye.